from the Mercy One Studio. Welcome to Straight Talk, a lively discussion on tough issues impacting our lives. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here's your host, Gene Wells. Good morning and welcome everyone to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. It is your weekly dose of news from the diocese and around the world and commentary on issues that give us angst. And today is definitely one of those. Straight Talk, you've got questions. Hopefully we have some answers for you. Our text line is open. I'm here. I'm looking at it. I'd love to hear from you. Text us at 515-223-1150, even if you just want to say hi. I'd love to hear from you. My name is Jean Wells, and so blessed to be here at, uh, at the Mercy One Studio, broadcasting Straight Talk to you. And today we're discussing racism in America, the Black Lives Matters movement, uh, and um, you know the resulting violence that has been occurring all over the country. And I reached out to Lois Brookhart, our friend, co-owner of Divine Treasures. To talk about this as as a woman of color, as a black woman, you know, what is her perception of this? Is she in favor of Black Lives Matter? I, I just feel sometimes conflicted as to what I'm supposed to support and not support. And so we're going to visit with Lois about that. You know, so, so we ask some questions. You know, is there prejudice against others because of the color of their skin? Or is it really just ignorance? of those who look different from us. I've seen the images of two little kiddos of different nationalities hugging each other with a caption that that says something like, hate isn't born in us, it's taught. Let's teach love. I like that image, but, you know, it it just raises more questions. You know, we're called to, to support an organization like Black Lives Matters and do we really know what the founding principles are of that organization or do we just jump on the bandwagon because, you know, we want to, we want to support each other? Um, you know, you would expect their statements would address equality and peace and justice, yet it also includes the discounting of traditional marriage and promotes families instead living in villages. Their website uh, dedicates significant space to the gender and transgender rights. Now, how do those issues relate to racism and the hatred that seems to come forth um, over these past few weeks? Yeah, as co-founder of this self is of Black Lives Matters is a self-proclaimed Marxist. Now, how does that then relate to our own society? And I wonder what is their ulterior motive? What does all of these issues have to do with the death of George Floyd, which was horrific? It was horrific. This should never happen to anyone, anywhere. And it should never be at the hands of a police officer. Protesting this seems like a logical and a right response to this immoral act. However, how did that incident escalate into the riots throughout the country that destroyed properties? Not only were stores vandalized and looted, historical statues were destroyed. Five were even decapitated. What does that have to do with the death of George Floyd? Is this doing anything to elevate humankind? We're going to visit with Lois Brookhart about this, co-owner of Divine Treasures 
and talk about racism in America. But first, um, some things coming up here. Iowa Catholic Radio has their annual golf outing September 25th. It'll be at the Blank Golf Course. So you need to get yourself registered or your foursome registered today at iowacatholicradio.com. And then after you've played golf all day, you're going to want to sit in air conditioning at the Christ Our Life Conference. Uh, That is still on for September 26th and 27th. And with COVID-19, there'll be uh, some additional precautions taken, you know, more spacing allowed, all of that kind of thing that we have become used to. Um, So know that that will be, you know, that their eyes are on that to provide a safe conference. Now, one of the the speakers is uh, Mariana Soldo. She is the author of... My Heart Will Triumph, referring to uh, the Blessed Mother Mary's heart. Um, She's received apparitions for Mary since she was 16. And this gentle and holy woman, who I've had the opportunity to meet, encourages the faith of hundreds of thousands in Medjugorje each year. Uh, For tickets to Christ Our Life, go to ChristOurLifeIowa.com. And I want to thank you personally for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. We've asked over the summer if you could contribute. We have about $10,000 we'd like to yet raise uh, over the summer. Um, Your support keeps us on the air. It's our mission to to pray the rosary and the chaplet, uh, to bring you you know music through our music channel, that you can watch mass through our various social media platforms. You know, then we have all the national and the local guests and hosts, um, all to be able to talk freely about our faith. Isn't that worth supporting? I think so. Go to iowacatholicradio.com. In news, uh, Bishop Johnson shared on Sunday a release from the USCCB, chairman of the Subcommittee on African American Affairs and Ad Hoc Committee against racism, the two chairmen of those conf- those committees, and they provided practical steps for eradicating racism, including the invitation to read or reread a document from the USCCB called Open Wide Our Hearts, The Enduring Call to Love, a Pastoral Letter Against Racism. Uh, this document is available on the usccb.org website along with a study guide. So you can do it yourself or with a small group. Um, all of these steps are different ways to build relationships and, and to grow an understanding within our diverse communities. The complete list of all of these practical steps are also available at the usccb.org. Now, this past Sunday on the Feast of Corpus Christi, Monsignor Chido and his team from St. Anthony's, they just reinvented their annual procession of the Blessed Sacrament through their neighborhoods. In light of the physical distancing, the procession instead was a motorcade culminating at McCray Park just south of downtown Des Moines. Images were flooding Facebook yesterday as Monsignor Chido elevated the monstrance in blessing the people and the city of Des Moines. If you've not been to McRae since they have renovated that park, there is now um, an overlook of the city that is a a beautiful place to to see downtown. And that's where Monsignor Chido was uh, with the image of the Divine Mercy. Oh, it was it was a beautiful image. And thank you to Monsignor Chido and all the good folks at St. Anthony who helped and participated in that procession. And when we come back, we'll be visiting with Lois Brookhart about racism in America. 
It's time for Straight Talk right now on Iowa Catholic Radio. Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Welcome back to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is Jean Wells, and I would love to hear from you. You can text us at 515-223-1150. Our text line is open, and I would imagine there's going to be a lot of comments on today's show. We're talking about racism in America. My guest is Lois Brookhart, co-owner of Divine Treasures. Uh, Lois, thank you so much for joining me. This is such an important issue, and and I really, I need your advice and counsel and perspective, and I'm so grateful that you're willing to join me today. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me on, Jean. I really appreciate your call. Um, had to really think and pray about this because it's a tough subject for mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, emotional, of course. Yes. But um, I'll, I think I'm ready. Okay. I think I'm covered by prayer. Okay, good, good. <laughs> Well, we ask the the Holy Spirit to be with us today as we we address Absolutely. this very sensitive topic. And and if I offend anyone out of my ignorance, I I please beg forgiveness. So, let's start first, Lois, with your background. Um, tell us about growing up as a young black woman. Now, what state did you did, you didn't grow up in Iowa, right? Right here in Des Moines, you Iowa. You did. Born and, born and raised, absolutely. Okay, okay. homegrown gal. <laughs> so tell Home, us about your, your background as a, a young black woman in Des Moines. Well, as a child, I, I grew up in a neighborhood that was primarily uh, black. There were a few um, mixed couples. My, very next, my next door neighbor, my very best friend. Her dad was an African-American, had been in the war, and um, married a, a beautiful Italian lady. And so they had three children, and I grew up with those children for a while until we had to move from the area, but mm-hmm. um, that's what it was like. It was, I was mostly surrounded by people that looked like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> except for this family. Um, that particular family, because the children, um, they were mixed, and so consequently they had fair skin. And then, and over time, as we grew up together, um, in fact, it was her family that encouraged my mom to put me in Catholic school. That was my first experience with the Catholic Church. And so from kindergarten to second grade, I was in Catholic school on the east side, and because we were kind of young, we were too young to actually, I think the cutoff was five years old, and we weren't going to turn five until January, mm-hmm. so the two of us were like um, just a couple of weeks apart from each other age-wise, so we grew up together, and as time went on, there were times when they could go, in the summertime, they could go to the swimming pool, there was a certain, there were swimming pools they could go to that you know, I couldn't go to. I was always told I couldn't go because um, I was I, I was a Negro. Back then they didn't, mm-hmm. they, they weren't using the word black so much. It was always Negro. And so that made me know that I was different than my close friend. Or there were movie houses that I couldn't go to when they went to a movie and want, wanted me to go again because I was a Negro. And I remember thinking, okay, my skin is different, I'm a dark brown color, and there's something different about that. But in my school, when we went to kindergarten, you know, there were all kinds of people, black and white, and so it wasn't something I really thought much about in terms of being different from that regard. You really felt it was just, oh, okay, I have a different color skin, and yeah. so I can't do that. It's not like you felt like anyone hated you. No, absolutely not. Okay. And um, then... Um, that had to have made I a huge d- difference because there are some folks, my understanding yeah. is that there's this sense of hatred of who they are because of the color of their skin, that they well, grow up with that. The, and so that, I, that makes it a challenge to become an adult and deal with it. I think that happens over time, but... Um, what I do recall as a child dreaming often, and this is when we were still in our house there on the east side, 
that because I was darker skin, I used to dream that I would be white with blue eyes and make a difference in the world. That's hmm. the kind of thought I had as, as a child. But then when I moved into my teenage years, that doesn't seem to matter anymore. I mean, we were just kids and we went to public school and it was the friends that I hung out with for the majority, they were black, but I had white friends too. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then during the 70s, that's when um, you started. Well, I also remember growing up that when we, my mom and I would go downtown to the Five and Dime, yes. there were certain places reserved for black people. And my mom would tell me stories about when she would, um, you couldn't sit in certain places, but my mom would tell me stories about how there were certain towns in, the, in, in Missouri that if you were driving through traveling on the road, that there were signs at the, at the, you know, at the entrance of the town, if you're black, keep going, don't stop, you know, like you weren't wanted there. So, you know, she, she helped me understand that there was a difference, but I don't ever remember calling, hearing it called racism, I don't think, mm-hmm. until Rosa Parks and the Civil Rights Movement, Martin Luther King and all that. That's when I... So how did that impact involved. you then? Did you, did you get angry or did you, I mean, how, how do you react I never to that? Was, I never was angry. I'm mm-hmm. just not part of my personality, I don't think. Oh, Lois, I mean, now come on. Well, I, yeah. I can get mad, yes. <laughs> but it wasn't something that I wanted to retaliate about or, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and do evil things to other people. It was just more about, you know, well, if I love, perhaps they'll love me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, How did you get to that point? Because that seems like I, a lesson we all have to learn. I don't know. I think <laughs> part of it had to do with that small time I was in the Catholic school. Mm. And I remember my teacher, Sister Teresa Marie, my first kindergarten holy card, I still have it to this day. She says, I will be praying for you. And I always believe that she did. Hmm. And so I don't remember being angry or wanting to fight back in, in that way. I just, I just felt if people knew who I was and knew me and, and liked me, then there would be no room for hating one another, right? Right. right. I mean, that's how, I, that's how mm-hmm. my, my thought was anyway. Yeah. But as I went off to college, or when I got out of high school and into college, um, I became more rebellious, I guess. Um, Not so much, again, so much for racism, but for just all kinds of things, you know. Uh, I was more tapped into communism and Marxism because it seemed that was the right way to be. It was more of an ideal, and I think we were being pumped that. Um, I, I, I didn't think today. about it. My, mm-hmm. huh? Not unlike today. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were, you know, when you start studying things like socialism and Marxism, and, in my, and I was a social major, I had more exposure to that sort of thing, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. uh, I, I was more rebellious and it wasn't until I found my way back to God that that turned around, I guess. 
So when did that happen? I know you weren't raised Catholic, <laughs> and you you were, you converted. No, to I Catholicism. wasn't raised Catholic. My parents were not Catholic, mm-hmm. and I never got to become a Catholic until I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a single mom. I had children, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to do better for myself, and I didn't want to be on the welfare rolls because I was during those early years. Mm-hmm. And as a, a young mom at the age of 15, mm-hmm. and um, so by the time I was old enough to go to college, I decided that, and I was a high school dropout, so I had to go back. And I just wanted to, to, to work really hard to change so that my kids would not have to hopefully do the same, make the, you know, mm-hmm. make the same mistakes that I made as, as, as a teenager, not making right, right choices. Um, so, yeah, you weren't doing much, young mom, uh, joining <laughs> the Catholic Church, getting your high school graduation, and then going on to college. Yeah, piece of cake. Yeah. <laughs> I got a GED, and then I was encouraged to go to college. I went to Grandview College my first, what, two years, I think. Got my degree from there, went on to Drake, from Drake to Iowa State. Didn't finish my master's program, but I was exposed. In fact, one of the my thesis was going to be on racism in America. Well, there you go. And how, and mm-hmm. how it was, how it was how it related to media, actually, and how blacks were portrayed. And I was using uh, Karl Marx's um, um, thesis hmm. as, as my kind of my background or for that study. Interesting. Unfortunately, I never finished yeah. it. But anyway. Well, you always could. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Lois, before we go any farther, let's let's get some terminology out of the way. You used the term Negro earlier. Um, yep. Yeah, then, uh, you know, I've, I've gone through a phase where, no, you don't refer to people as black, like they're a color. You call them a person of color. Um, right. Or is it black or is it, what? what is the, what do we what Well, do we when say? I was growing up, we said Negro. Mm-hmm. And then during during the, um, the, race, the protests, the race protest, the civil rights movement, call it what I really believe it was, the civil rights movement, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and um, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. all of a sudden during that period, um, and I, I think it came more from Malcolm X that we were to call ourselves black. We mm-hmm. were black Americans. Negro was a name that was given to us by white people, okay. the slave owners, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, I'm a third, I believe, third generation um, um, from my parents, my dad on my dad's side. They were um, slaves in Mm -hmm. North Carolina and freed. So um, came to Nicodemus, Kansas and started a community there. So I have, you know, just, I think, my great grandfather was actually a slave, okay. so that's neither here nor there. But well, it is. But it's it very does important because too. it, it yes. um, their background then uh, permeates the you know how they raise their children because every experience right. we have forms the next generation. So yeah, exactly. it totally does. It totally does. Yeah. And but look- yeah, so so black we I, and I resisted 
using the terminology black because I didn't. I I looked at my skin and I said, "Well, no, I'm not black. I'm brown." Yeah. But over time, I accepted that terminology. You know, it, it was on everything you signed. You know, when you had to write down what race are you or what mm-hmm. nationality, black American or black African is what. Those are the choices you had. So, yeah. <laughs> over yeah. time, I I accepted that that new title. I like person of color better, mm-hmm. but I it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. The, the the thing that's important to me is that I am a woman. I'm a child of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm a Catholic. Yeah. That's what's important to me. And um, so I guess that's where I am with, the, with what's to be called. I think people prefer to be called black, and I'm okay with that. Let's, well, today. speaking of black, let's, let's move into the headlines today. And, and, you know, we've seen all the debates um, over, you know, black lives matter versus all lives matter. And, mm-hmm. you know, if I infer that all lives matter, then I must be a racist because I'm not respecting the challenges the black folks are facing um yet (laughs) it's like you know you're 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 danged if you do and you're danged if you don't so you know well guess what if i say that all lives matter i'm a racist too wait a minute but you're a woman of color doesn't matter Mm. i'm an uncle tom or Mm. i'm a coon Mm. and those are terms those two terms, Coon and Uncle Tom, were the terms that back in the day, and, and I suppose still to this day, white supremacists use against blacks. And now we'll call one another that if we don't agree with the, the, the thought of certain groups. Hmm. Well, let's talk, so, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. Um, okay. Well... Okay, the all lives matter. It's like okay, the one that that resonated with me was that yes, all lives matter. But right now, the black lives are being you know attacked, and so therefore, black lives matter. And but are blacks being attacked? I guess that's the question. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, there was a man that was killed. His name was George Floyd. Mm-hmm. He was in a bad situation, and he should not have been killed. No. It was a horrible thing. It yes. was the wrong thing. And there is police brutality out there, and I know it is, but not every single policeman is a bad man. Oh, or woman, right. Oh, or woman. Yeah. Okay. So I have a little issue with that. So the people who were responding to George's death were trying to, at least from my perspective, doing, doing it in a peaceful way that they, because they experience these things, they believe, with the police officers mm-hmm. or, or with other white people, I guess, out there, um, has not been my experience a lot. I mean, I've been spit on. I've been called a black bitch mm. by white people driving by my house. You know, I've been living in the same house for 41 years. And working in my yard, I've I've had that happen to me, or mm-hmm. I've drove, driven up to a, um, to a to the to the mall, 
and be in the parking lot and have a, a carload of white kids drive by and call me all kinds of black names. Mm-hmm. And I always remember how that really hurt. But to to take this peaceful demonstration, I, because I really believe there's two situations going on. You have the people demonstrating or protesting against the wrong of this person's death, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, I'm okay with that. Right. It was and a there's another death. group, mm-hmm. it, absolutely, but there's another element going on here that I don't think a lot of people realize, and that's if we have Black Lives Matter, then all lives should matter. Mm-hmm. I'm, I agree with that 100%. When I look at the abortion statistics, and I have to switch over to this. I was going to say, are we going to go down that path, Lois? I yes, have to. Absolutely. I have to. Because, mm-hmm. number one, 900 African-American babies are aborted daily by Planned Parenthood. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. the way it is. 900 a day. That number, I think, I thought I had my numbers here. That's around 329,000 black children are murdered every single year. That's genocide in my mind. Well, and did you see the news recently where Planned Parenthood, in solidarity with black women and the suffering, are offering a 50% discount for abortions for black babies? Exactly. Oh, isn't that kind of them? So, so, yeah. there's something wrong in that picture. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with that notion. So what about those lives? I don't hear anybody in that group talking about those lives at all. None. Mm-hmm. And they're in union with Planned Parenthood. I understand they are a Marxist operation. I think that's mm-hmm. a public record. You yes. can go on I found their that information and also. find that out. Mm-hmm. That they're Marxist and their whole their whole goal is to destroy the nuclear family. Yes. From the judo judo judeo Christian way of thinking. It's one of their guiding principles on their website. Exactly. Of the Black Lives Matters. Yeah. And what what infuriates me, and I don't know if that's the right word I should be using, but to compare it to the civil rights movement of the 70s is mm-hmm. horrific in my mind. Mm-hmm. Racism, yes, is a sin, and we need to do everything we can to eradicate it, but by golly, you can't do it by legislation, and you certainly can't do it by tearing up people's property, destroying malls, looting, burning down buildings, one of my own vendors who just came in here to deliver our statues, they are across the street from a police department. Their, their building was, was looted, and you would think Catholic statues? I mean, why would you go in and do that? Mm-hmm. But that's what they did. I don't know if they stole anything, but he, he reported that to us. Have a police officer friend customer came in here. He wasn't here, but his wife shared that. You know, he's, on, he's now on call, you know, and not getting any rest, not getting to spend any time with his family. So how is that going to eradicate racism by doing these things? Because, oh, and the other thing 
is they're going to their they're finding out where these policemen live and going in and breaking into their homes and doing stuff. That's scary to me. And what does that, that have to do with the peaceful protests? Exactly. Yeah. So they, it's been hijacked mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Lois, I, I lost track of time. We need to take a break here. It's the okay. bottom of the hour. When we come right. back, we are going to continue our conversation about racism in America. Is it a one-sided issue? We'll have that conversation. You're listening to Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Make plans August 3rd for the annual Dowling Catholic Golf Outing at Echo Valley Country Club. Proceeds benefit the Coppola Family Endowment, providing assistance to students who otherwise may not be able to receive a Catholic education. Shotguns start at 7.15 with a boxed lunch, snacks, and beverages on the course. Information on event sponsorships, contact Carolyn at 515-778-9676 and register your foursome online at dowlingcatholic.org slash golf dash outing. The annual Dowling Catholic Golf Outing at Echo Valley Country Club. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. 
Steve's Law Office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. Pretty warm this afternoon, a little bit breezy, sunny, and we'll be in the upper 80s. Looks like mid-60s overnight and clear. Then we'll be hitting 90 tomorrow, sunny and breezy. The weather is brought to you by Rock Valley Physical Therapy. Outstanding outpatient physical therapy and sports medicine rehabilitation with seven convenient locations in the Des Moines metro and southwest Iowa area. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. Welcome back to Straight Talk. This is Gene Wells, and my guest today is Lois Brookhart. She's co-owner of Divine Treasures, and we're talking about racism in America. And, you know, where else, folks, can you have this kind of healthy conversation uh, intermixed with the Divine Mercy Chaplet and praying the rosary and national and local guests other than here on Iowa Catholic Radio, where we can talk about our faith openly and freely. And that really connects with our topic today, you know, freedom and equality, and that includes religious freedom. And if you value that, then we ask you to support Iowa Catholic Radio at iowacatholicradio.com. Lois, I I love our conversation. I I never lose track of the time. And here I totally, (laughs) we went right past the bottom of the hour and it's like, oopsie, we have to get back on track. Sorry about that. Oh, no, it was, it's a great conversation. And I think it's one that, that if we could replicate this kind of conversation in every small group that we have, wouldn't that go so far in helping to eradicate I mean, I grew up yeah. in, in Fort Dodge, and all of my neighbors happened to be white. I went to a Catholic school that we had one person of color that was there for one year. I, I don't know if mm-hmm. there just weren't any any people of color that were Catholic. And so I didn't grow up as so much prejudice, but ignorant. You just didn't have I didn't the know. They, and they just... Exactly. They, they were different. Right. So it became us versus And most of the them. people yeah. that I know, I have many friends, black and white, Hispanic, I mean, of all colors, um, Vietnamese, I mean, many, 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 many friends. Mm-hmm. And I hope they're all praying for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, but most of the, the white friends that I have that lived in rural areas, they've never been exposed. Right. So sometimes something might come out of their mouth that they don't mean to be offensive, Mm -hmm. but they might say something that, you know, maybe hits a wrong nerve because we tend to be a little on the emotional side and very sensitive Mm -hmm. to those comments when they're made. But I have, but again, getting to know a person, spending time with them, um, and we find that our differences is only skin deep for the most part. Yes. When I first started in the work world and, and I had coworkers that were people of color, a variety of colors, you know, mm-hmm. and that was always kind of my first thought was like, oh, the black person, Lois. Mm-hmm. And then over time, you didn't see the color. You realize exactly. that I valued the person, Lois. Oh, she, yeah. she's black. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it's exactly. like you, you don't see the color. It doesn't become the dominant um, factor in, exactly. in, in knowing someone. But, but I think this, this whole issue 
racism isn't a one-sided issue. It's not racist. Oh, absolutely are, not. <laughs> you know, racist. They're on people. all sides. Yeah. So and we've lived with it for over two thousand years. I mean, before that, from this the isn't an issue since time. the sixties, huh? <laughs> no, but yeah, from the beginning of time, mm-hmm. there's been people. I mean, I think of the people who came over from um, in my in you know, like um, people, the, the immigrants from Italy or Ireland, and what they had to undergo when they came to the United States of America and how they were treated. Yeah, their skin was diff- their skin was the same color, but they spoke a different language. So mm-hmm. we have these we have these prejudices towards people who are different, mm-hmm. regardless of whether they're black or or brown or yellow. It's this difference because of their culture or because we don't speak the same language. I mean, there's always going to be that sort of thing, unless unless we can look at the, the term racism and, and you say it's two-sided, yes, because blacks, there are blacks who I feel are racist towards whites. There are whites who are racist towards blacks. But I, I think we use that term kind of loosey-goosey, I mean, because there, there are subtle racism, and that's the kind of thing that I continue to experience in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. But again, that but again, as a person comes to know me as a person, that changes. Mm-hmm. Or at least I think it does. Mm-hmm. So um, so you have both kinds from both sides. But racism itself is a sin and it's an evil. Okay? Because it's elevating someone to be better than the someone other. else. Exactly. And then you take that. And so so what is the protesting, or no, what is the, not protesting, but what is the riots that have broken out? Mm-hmm. How is that going to change the person of the other color's opinion of you when you go through and you destroy property and you break into businesses and walk out and say, oh, I got into Merle Hay today, and, uh, and this is a fact. This is, I know someone who told me this, whose, whose cousin did this. I broke into Merle Hay, and boy, look at all this stuff I got. And then his dad says to him, I am so proud of you, son. <sighs> so yeah, how that does doesn't that... elevate anyone. That exactly. doesn't elevate exactly. humanity. How, how in the how in the heck am I going to make a friend or become close to white people if I'm going to do stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Because now we're all, oh, that's what black people do. Yeah, even if it I wasn't guess. the, it, even if it wasn't a person of color that perpetrated yeah. the exactly. The so we're all looting. The, the perception is that all of the exactly. looting was done by. You know the black people, the, demonstra- yeah, the demonstrators, all and all the demonstrators are black people, which we know is not true if you've watched any of the news. Exactly. So, yes. so, so now, so, so we try to change the law. We have the civil rights laws on the books. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. So, do you really think that that's going to change the racism in the person's heart? No. I can't remember the exact quote from scripture or where I heard this, 
but or I, I know who I heard her from. It was Father John Ricardo. All of us, you, me, every single one of us are capable of doing evil, and we are all sinners. Mm-hmm. I could get caught up in all this and do the same sort of thing. Is that going to change? I mean, if I put any laws on the books, is that really going to change anything? Is that going to change the fact that my heart has to be changed? Our, yeah, my heart, yeah. Our hearts have to be changed. Not there's no law. Only God can make this change. And yep. and I I agree with Father Ricardo a hundred percent. We've got to rethink our our. our we need to be remade ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Lois, we have to get back on track. We're going to take yes, our last break. No, not your okay. fault at all. Um, we're going to take <laughs> our last break, and we come back. We're going to look at this issue of let's just defund the police because. Oh, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I know. Okay. I know. Okay. We'll be right back. This is Straight Talk on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics, Mercy provides complete care for Central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydesmoines.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio in Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo is provided by Confluence Brewing Company, a local brewery featuring seasonal and limited-release beers located off the bike trail south of Grace Lake and online at confluencebrewery.com. Confluence Brewing Company has growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Confluence Brewing Company is available for curbside service and would like to thank you for your support. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for your support of Dowling Catholic Sports 365. Construction Professionals is a family-owned business dedicated to our customers. Whether designing, building, or renovating, we are here to better serve you. Our passion for quality craftsmanship, paired with our dedication to creativity, result in a home that reflects your personality, style, and family function. Construction Professionals. Design. Build. Renovate. cpcustomhomes.com. From our family to yours. God bless. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. 
You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. Blessmaninternational.org. Welcome back to Straight Talk and I with Kathy Gradio. This is Gene Wells, and my guest today is Lois Brookhart. Lois is a co-owner of Divine Treasures, and, and we're talking about racism in America. And Lois, one of the things that I'm just was blown away by that, you know, now if, if, if the police do anything, like now there's that Atlantic shooting where, you know, the video mm. shows the guy was, you know, struggling with the police officer and stole his taser is now, you know, someone said, well, he's running away. You should have let him go. It's like he was turning to shoot the laser, <laughs> you know, and yes, he was shot and killed. And I'm sorry that, that he passed away. I didn't, you know, that you never right. want to have that happen. But the police not. chief then resigned. It's like the police Aww. are hired to protect and to serve. The people. And, yeah. you know, so now there's this movement we should defund the police. Defund the police and... Um, dismantle them. Yeah, and dismantle them. But now there's... I mean, how, how ludicrous is that? Well, but the sad thing, the scary thing is that this conversation is linked to um, a lot of the Antifa movement, yeah. which is a communist-based principles um, yes. And they're connected with Black Lives Matter. And, yes. <laughs> you know, all of this is so intertwined. You know, how do we move forward? How do we stop this? I mean, this conversation, I think, is one of the ways. Have these conversations so we understand right. what's going on. But what's because your take too on many all this? People, too, too many people don't really want to listen to this. I'm sorry, but they've been listening to secular media so much mm-hmm. that they have been I don't know if they're brainwashed. I don't know, but it is very frightening to me. Mm-hmm. We need the police department, and not all cops are bad. Oh, not all policemen not. are bad. And so, yes, what can we do to work on changing the, the way they're trained? I don't know, but again, it comes back to the heart issue. And so how do you train that? How mm-hmm. do you develop that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but we need the police department in order to to have civil order. We need the order. Mm -hmm. We need law and order, or we go back to chaos. I'm sorry. Which, again, is 2,000 years old, longer than that. I mean, the Ten Commandments came down because the the world, as they knew it, was in total disarray. Disarray. Here's the things we need to do, folks. You know, if, if if they were respecting each other... And loving God and honor them, God wouldn't have had to have sent the Ten Commandments. Right. right. But see, the absence of God is part of this. Yes. I mean, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It's a huge part of this. Mm-hmm. If you don't know God or don't have a love for God, and we've turned our backs on God, the, our young people, for the a large percentage of them, it's, they don't believe. You know, mm-hmm. they become either agnostic or atheist, and it's being fed them. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and similar to how you were fed when you were in college, but because you had a mind that was inquisitive and drawn to know the truth, then you discovered a path to the truth. Right. But if if you're not predisposed to that, you know, this this all leads to back um, to this um, document that Bishop sent out on Sunday with this list of, I think there's 10 things that we could do to help eradicate racism and the one of them was to read this document, Open Wide Our Hearts, 
that yeah. the USCCB has, but that really is very internal. The the other things right. were all about creating these relationships and right, and, and that's where it has to start yes. with relationships because it, it's possible. I mean, we know throughout history there's been situations where where um, well, just look at salvation history. Mm-hmm. All those years, the Jewish people were anti. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Ah! The people who were not Jewish. Mm-hmm. The, gen- the, the, the Gentiles. Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But with Jesus, they came together and became friends. That can happen. Mm-hmm. And building relationships with people is the only way, through God's grace, mm-hmm. that we can turn this around. Well, and I think of all the book studies out there, that, you know, people are already getting together and they're, they're whether Zooming or in person now, you know, how's that, however yep. that's going. It's like, right. you know, get a copy of this, open wide your hearts, and there's a study guide to go with it. You know, rather than just reading it independently, read it as a small group and have right. those conversations. I think that's great. And, and, yeah. and one of the suggestions I thought was great from this list is to arrange a safe place for young people to reflect and pray about racism if they've Absolutely. if they have no exposure to it we need to provide exposure and opportunity for them exactly and i think our catholic exactly. schools um you know, holy family is so diverse saint Teresa's is diverse um christ the king is diverse so many a sacred heart I, I could go on you know such yeah. great diverse environments that really celebrate the individual the yeah. individual we need to we, we need to restore the human dignity in every single person mm-hmm. and and so many in so many areas the blighted areas of large cities we don't have so much that here in Des Moines that your Chicago's and New York City and I I don't know I suspect Minneapolis where there's a larger black pop- population Washington DC so many of these places <clears throat> where my black brother and sisters live they're blighted, you mm-hmm. know. They're they're stuck in those places for a reason. People have pretty much kept them there, mm-hmm. and I I never mentioned this, but the number of black people that kill each other mm. is greater than the number of policemen that kill black people. In fact, there are more white men killed by policemen than there are, you know. But you don't hear that. Mm-hmm. You don't hear that in secular media and. It's just driving me crazy because I, I, I see, I've, I've been to some of those places, and they're stuck there. You take yes. dad out of the home because they have to be on welfare, and then you have this mentality among so many of my people is somebody owes me something. And so there's, then there's a white guilt, and, the, and, and so now we feel that we've got to provide restitution. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. For all the all what happened way back in slavery yep. time, we have to build I'm relationships. Sorry. We have exactly. to build relationships, neighbor to and neighbor, talk about it, and neighbor friend to, to friend, and 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 folks you don't know. I've been practicing waving hi to everybody that drives by my front door. <laughs> you know, it's like this is a welcoming environment. This is a welcoming. I was neighbor. on my way to, to the store today. Mm-hmm. On my way in, coming after knowing, getting ready for this. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what happened to me. All of a sudden, I hear a car screeching behind me, a black driver. Mm-hmm. And he was flying down the street. He he passed me. I mean, first he came up on my bumper, and then he, 
he switched over to another lane like he was really anxious to get somewhere, and then he switched back in front of me, and down Merle Hay he went, and, and I thought to myself, I could have just been killed. Right. But you because couldn't because you were going like to be on the radio angry. with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but then that perpetuates the impression that, you know, all young black men are, are crazy, are crazy radical. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, there are young white boys that are doing crazy the and same thing because I see yeah. that all the time. Also, Ugh. in fact, I was almost yeah. driven off the road um, about two years yeah. ago, coming from the south side, and he actually, I thought I was going to go over the uh, MLK, you know, there by um, the viaduct. Yeah, mm-hmm. the viaduct. I yeah. thought he was going to take me off of that bridge, Lois. Thank you. This has been such a wonderful conversation. Folks, you can I know, listen I tonight. <laughs> you can listen tonight at ten also. The show will be available on podcast on iowacatholicradio.com on our website. Lois, thank you so much for joining me today. God bless you. God bless you, Jean, and thank you yes. for having me. Have Th- a great day. Thank you. Thanks to Jimmy Olson. I'm Jean Wells and today asking Saint Martin de Pours, a patron saint of race relations to intercede on behalf of America and to pray for us all to grow in respect and trust and love for each other. St. Martin de Pours, pray for us. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to support Iowa Catholic Radio if you appreciate the freedom to speak of our religion. Go to iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and rebroadcast at 10 p.m. Stay tuned now for Christ is the Answer with Father John Ricardo. God bless. Straight Talk, where you get answers to tough issues impacting your life. Listen anywhere at any time via podcast at iowacatholicradio.com. Straight Talk, heard every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and replayed at 10 p.m. only on Iowa Catholic Radio.